Welcome back to the podcast right here on Market Scale. I'm your host, Taylor Standridge, and I'm really excited to talk to this one guest today. Her name is Judith Joan Walker, and she heads up the operations at African Clean Energy. And today she joins us from Amsterdam, doing a world of good in the sub-Saharan desert of Africa and really just addressing the energy concerns and getting them to adopt technology. It's been really cool to see how she's not only saving lives, but she's saving the environment and getting them in a much better place. Joan, it really is an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Well, right off the bat, I see that your title is Director of Operations. So being at African Clean Energy, what does that exactly encompass on a daily basis? Well, it changes so much on a daily basis, which is kind of what keeps it really exciting. But um, I do a lot of HR stuff. I do a lot of our internal operations. So looking at systems, making sure our Salesforce or Sage or whatever software we're using to you know, keep track and keep things straight, that that's working, that um, everybody has the tools that they need, trying to help put out fires that other people are struggling with. Um, yeah, it's a lot of everything. It keeps me pretty busy. Well, I can imagine. I did not know this, but uh, looking at African Clean Energy, I didn't know it was originally a family company. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all five of my direct family are in it full time at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm kind of building it together. So what exactly led y'all to go into this industry specifically? I saw I, I wanted to do a little bit of research about what African Clean Energy was about. And I was blown away just by the stats that you guys have on your website, just about what these cooking methods are doing for the environment, as well as the, the poverty levels and the health of the residents. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, we started sort of with the issue. We, we saw the issue firsthand. Um, my parents were living in Lesotho, which is a small country in Southern Africa. And, you know, you only have to drive through the country, uh, to see the scale of, of this, this problem. So, um, you see these sleepy little villages in the mountains and it looks beautiful and there's like a haze and you think, is that fog? And you're like, nope, that's smoke. I mean, that's smoke from fires that, that hangs over the village, um, because people are cooking for, for their lunch or for their dinner and, um, it really made us realize, you know, this can't be healthy and it certainly isn't good for the environment. And looking into it deeper, we realized how expensive and time consuming it is, really how terrible for health. You know, over 4 million people a year, according to the WHO, die from the effects of, of breathing in cook smoke. Um, and that's really, it's such a daily task. It's hard to imagine if you're not dealing with those kinds of issues, the, the size of this burden. Um, and so, yeah, we started kind of by exploring how big the issue was and, and what technologies were available and whether or not we could do something about it. And yeah, in 2011, we started manufacturing um, products. And since then, you know, it's come a really long way and we're now in three different countries. But really, it started with seeing how severe this was really at the household level where people were suffering from from these health issues and, and how expensive it is. So looking at some of your products, I definitely see that you're addressing a lot of these issues. You're reducing their fuel costs by over 50%, eliminating black carbon. You're also reducing their fuel use and even providing them basic electricity. And of course, being virtually smokeless, you're saving a lot of lives in the process and even saving the environment from using so much wood. So can you kind of tell us about that product that you're working on? Yeah, so... Um the product that we launched in 2014 is called the ACE One, and it's basically a household energy system. So it's designed to be a hybrid 
for burning biomass and using solar energy really effectively together. So um, one of the things uh, that a lot of people don't realize is, and I think we started discussing this briefly earlier, but uh, the fact that more than 4 million people a year die from household air pollution, which is, you know, primarily from cooking on open fire and burning kerosene and, and things like that. So uh, we wanted to look at how do you take the smoke out of the kitchen uh, while still giving people like the flexibility of fuel use and being able to uh, find fuels as well as buy fuel so that you're not kind of tied to a supply chain, which is why we decided to make it a, a multi-fuel cook stove. So you can burn almost anything in it, um, sticks, twigs, biomass, like, but, but also uh, corn cobs or cow dung or whatever you have available that's, you know, kind of agricultural waste that's dry. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, one of the ways, so one of the ways that we're kind of tackling this issue is by making sure that it, anything can be burned smokelessly, right? So that you don't have the smoke in the household. But aside from that, uh, energy is very expensive. So people spend a lot of money every month on these kinds of things. We saw, you know, in Lesotho, which is a very poor country, it's between 25 and 29 US dollars on average per month just for, for energy expenses. And, you know, for some people that that's just a huge portion of, of their available income. So looking at how we can reduce those expenses, how we can re reduce the amount of time that people have to spend. You know, the, the ACE one uses like 70% less uh, fuel than an open fire, which means, you know, if you were looking for enough wood to power a fire, you so much less work, so much less time, so much less expensive. So yeah, it's just some of the issues that we're, we're tackling um, uh, with, with our product, the ACE one. Just to give perspective to our listener, um, 4 million deaths is really about one in eight, one in eight seconds. So it's like once every time you blink and, um, for many people, like 25 to 29 US dollars a month might not look like a lot, but like you said, it's a big portion of their income. So like that's the equivalent of what, like 20% of their monthly income, which is like roughly what Americans spend on like their mortgage. Right. And, you know, for some people, it's a lot more because if I look kind of at some of the people that we're catering to, um, the the sort of pension in the Suchu, so like uh, old, yeah, elderly people get a very small pension to kind of help them get by. It's only 500 uh, rand. And what we see is it's like 360 something rand per month is the average energy expense. So for some people, it's a lot more than 20%. Um, of their of their monthly income and it's it's not really negotiable you know it's Lesotho is one of those it's a it's a weird one because it's in southern Africa but it gets very cold in winter because it's very high in the mountains so it's it's you spend the money or you spend the time or you freeze you know like it's not it's not a negotiable thing and a lot of people don't see energy that way um, because we tend to think of you know electricity, energy products as a luxury. You know my TV, my laptop, whatever. But it's not. It's also heat and cooking and and being able to see at night and um, and safety. So so I think yeah that that kind of really puts it in perspective. Um, and and yeah you're you're talking about people that only have like two dollars a day. If you're then spending twenty five dollars, it's a really significant portion of of your expenses. It can be very hefty. And so um, one thing we mentioned earlier was talking about solar at a household level. Um, one thing I saw on y'all's blog that you actually wrote about was kind of the trend happening with microfinance. Can you kind of elaborate on that? 
Yeah, well, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that, that I can't afford to, to pay for in one go and that, um, you know, that's, that's, those issues have been solved for me. And for example, my phone, you know, I, I have a smartphone and I didn't pay for that outright because I just wouldn't be able to afford to. But because I can get it on a plan, that's easy for me. You know, I just pay that off every month. And it's kind of like that with microfinancing where, you know, there's a lot of things that people can't can't buy in one go. And solar home systems and our cook stove, those are examples of things in really these rural remote areas of Africa that, that are a big expense, but they do pay for themselves because you save a lot of money and a lot of time and, and you can, and, you know, use your time and money more productively than you were if you're just trying to gather wood for cooking, you know? So um, it's easy to see that it repays itself, but that still doesn't mean that you can have all that money up front. And that's why microfinancing is so effective because you're basically letting someone pay it off on contract over a longer period of time. And depending on the product, you know, it depends how long we do nine months or 12 months, depending on which market. And, um, and that makes it really easy because it, it fits within your budget. Um, and also by pre-financing it, uh, the goal is our product saves you money. It actually should save you enough money that it pays for itself easily. That's just, I mean, it's smart business for us, but it also makes it really easy for the customer to afford it. Well, it's very admirable that you're, you're giving people the opportunity to essentially have way healthier cooking methods, you know, way healthier for the environment and also for their poverty levels. Uh, and you're saving them a lot of time as well. I, I read that over three hours of the day is spent getting uh, all the resources necessary to cook. And even like 80% of wood uh, is being used in the sub-Saharan African forest to cook. So, I mean, it's really admirable to see you guys work in that area and completely change the way that these people operate. I mean, you're saving so many lives as well as so much of the environment. So looking at technological advances, how are you guys kind of staying ahead of the game, you know, so that you guys can provide for the needs of your clientele, you know, when they decide to ask for it? Well, you know, a, a big part of that is is communication. So one of the reasons that uh, people aren't really able to communicate or get on the internet effectively is because you, you do need a, an energy source. So like I could have a smartphone, but if I can't charge it, then there's nothing I can do with that device. So part of the reason that most of sub-Saharan Africa still has you know, kind of, well, I don't even know what you call a non-smartphone because there wasn't a word for it because it was a mobile phone before smartphones. <laughs> but basically, a lot of people have like these older style phones that don't have internet connection and, and such. And um, and that's because the battery life's like two weeks. And it's funny because we forget, but that used to be the priority when you got a mobile phone is how long and in between having to charge it. Um, and now that we have so much access to energy, I mean, it's just not so relevant. You can charge it anywhere and it doesn't really cost you anything. But people still have those issues. So uh, for us, a really important step is getting people onto smartphones so that uh, they're they're connected and so that um, new goods and services are made available, right? And if, uh, um, the, you know, that's part of the reason why we find it really important to combine the cooking and the electricity aspect of it because it makes each other worth it. Like it's easier for people to invest in something that's really multifunctional. And a big element of that is being able to stay connected, being able to have access to energy wherever you are, that the product works wherever it is. So combining with that solar and having it be a hybrid energy system, it really means that we're kind of covering all our bases that are important to the customer for that first, like that entry level into having access to energy. and then you kind of have this new kind of customer. You know, it's someone that has more money, more time, better health. They have a smartphone that they can keep charged. 
you're talking about a totally different person than than the people that we're first approaching, you know, that that from the first uh, kilowatts of energy. Um, and then it becomes really interesting because there's there's a lot more. There's a lot of financial products, uh, you know, different kinds of loans. You now have someone who has a track record that, you know, understands what a repayment contract is. Um, then there's all sorts of other things that you can do, you know, like invest in business or, um, yeah, God, the world is your oyster when when you have these kind of most basic elements in place. What I love about that is that it's kind of backwards because the typical business looks at their clientele. Well, they kind of want to find an ideal customer. But for you guys, you're kind of creating your own customer. You're taking what you have before, getting them better health, getting them into a better situation financially and getting them into a better situation environmentally. So I really love that you guys are changing that area and you're really allowing them to have access to energy and information through the smartphones and solar energy. And really, it's going to be that that really breaks people from poverty. Isn't that right? That's the way we see it. Yeah, we see this as like the most basic need. Like you have to get people on this level before you're able to offer them anything more than this. And so it's a catalyst. It, we, we absolutely see this as a catalyst to breaking free from that most devastating poverty, the, the poverty where people really not only lack access to what they need, but, but can't even tell anyone about it. You know, basically it's these, these people that are really just stuck without anything at all. And, you know, I'm not saying that a hundred percent of our customers are in that bracket either, because, um, you know, there's about a third of the world still cooks on open fire and you need to cater to the full range of those kinds of customers. But this is where I see the most impact, yeah, to, to find those people that are um, most in need of this product and where you can have the most effect, where you really can take someone from that daily struggle, that burden of really living day to day to a point where they can plan for the future and where they can save money and think about what, what they need to take the next step. And breaking that cycle, that for me, that's kind of where where it becomes really interesting because... Yeah, as you said, we're sort of creating our own customers um, by by giving them what they really need and what they really want and making sure we find out what it is from them that that is. Um, yeah, that's exciting. That is very exciting. Well, Judith, it's been an honor having you on the show. Is there any sort of blog or uh, any sort of page that we can follow what you're doing at African Clean Energy? Yeah, I mean, we're on Facebook, uh, African Clean Energy. Uh, we have some different ones for different markets. Uh you can also follow me personally on um, on Instagram <laughs> as Judith Joan Walker um, or on Twitter, Judith Joan Ace. Um, yeah, check it out. I mean, there's a lot of really exciting stuff happening at the moment. And uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about the potential to really make a difference. Well, you guys are already making a difference. And I've loved hearing about the impact that y'all are having, saving lives saving the environment and, you know, having fun in the process. So Judith, it's really been an honor having you on the show today. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. Also, if you want to find out more about what African Clean Energy is doing, you can go to AfricanCleanEnergy.com. They even got a blog there. So really interesting stuff on their site. And the stats are very, very tremendous. So definitely check it out. Also, go to MarketScale.com. Follow what we're doing. We're constantly updating you with podcasts just like this, interviewing people all over the world, seeing how they're changing their industry and also 
changing the world as a result. So really cool stuff. We also have blogs and industry news minutes, just keeping you up to date with what's happening in each industry. We've got 14 publications that you can choose from. So really cool stuff. That's marketscale.com. So until next time, I'm your host, Taylor Standridge for MarketScale. We'll see you next time.